0: Working from home is not new, nor is the technology that allows it to happen effectively and at scale. Global organisations have had remote workforces and teams that work across multiple time zones for decades. The seismic shift that occurred recently across public, private and non-government sectors is not an IT transformation. It has not been a complete rethinking of how IT can serve new markets and ways of producing and delivering products and services. It has, instead, been a way to get people working from home, at scale. But, have new managerial styles evolved post-lockdown? Dr Kim Vella is a credentialed Executive Coach and Director of Kim Vella Coaching. Anka Coston is an Australian and internationally trained barrister with Blackburn Chambers. Both deal with employment issues and spend a lot of time listening and observing what is happening in workplaces. Working from home isn't for everyone, with most managers still monitoring time and not deliverables. So, what changes are needed to sustain this new workplace normal?
1: I'm Dr Kim Vella, and Anka How do you feel about social distancing in the workplace? From
2: a workplace perspective, it's important to adhere to what is required from us to do or the managers are required to do in terms of their employees. In order to achieve the social distancing that we are required to implement and adhere to, there are many ways that you can still maintain a good workplace for your employees if you are to respect what you need to do at the moment in terms of covid
1: Mm, I agree. I think it is important and necessary. But it's designed to help us be physically safe. And I think that workplaces that embrace it are creating much more psychologically safe workplaces than those that are still perhaps making up their own rules or cutting corners.
2: I absolutely agree with you, Kim. There are definitely many ways that you can have a safe workplace, but in the same time maintain productivity and employees that can perform at the required standards. So Kim, how do you see social distancing being implemented in the workplace? Is everyone on board? What's your view on that?
1: Mm. Well, one of the encouraging things that I'm seeing is that organisations are trying to be really proactive and they're setting those policies and putting those structures and processes in place at the top level of the organisations. Then I'm noticing as we go down into the various units and subunits, I'm seeing a great deal of variation in the practices that are being adopted. Again, I think that's good because each area is making it work in a way that is relevant and suitable to the type of work that they do and the type of services that they're providing. One thing that I am noticing though that is a little bit concerning is that some workplaces aren't being as observant of the social distancing practices as they were at the beginning of the onset of the global pandemic. And in particular, I see some people thinking And acting as if they have a bubble in the workplace while they're on the floor, so to speak. And of course, they don't really have a bubble because everyone is coming to and from somewhere else. (laughs) And as we exit and enter all of these different checkpoints from the moment that we step outside our own family doors, we're interacting with so many people that the idea of having a bubble in a workplace is really, I think it's flawed. And so I see people in some workplaces hugging. I see them crowded around morning and afternoon tea stations. And in contrast, I see other workplaces where you almost need a business requirement or to have a business case signed off in order to enter a workspace. So I think that some workplaces are are probably developing their own interpretation and it might be a little bit on the lax side and it might it might be problematic and a significant risk for business continuity if that second wave hits in
2: particular in Canberra. Yep. Probably one of the things that managers should consider is how can we continue being efficient but safe not putting the safety of our employees at any risk. And in order to do that, if they weren't prepared already prior to COVID in working from home and working remotely, I think this is the right opportunity for them to actually consider technology that would assist them in managing employees from here onwards. Because this is not something that is going to stop after September, for example, when job keeper and job seeker stops. It's going to be a problem that will continue for at least six to 12 months from now on, if not more. So there is no doubt there is a need for Managers to continue a different way of working in the workplace.
1: Mm. And actually, that leads me to my next question, Anka, what behavioural changes are you noticing in
2: workplaces apart from social distancing? Every business or government department is appearing to adopt a different attitude towards working remotely or working from the workplace. It doesn't appear to be a blanket approach. And it's normal, it's it's human nature, I think, to, to think that we know better than the other. But the main behavioral change, from my perspective, should be, if it's not already one of them, is how do you deal with employees, including the ones that perform, and of course the ones that don't perform at the standard that's required. So one of the things that managers, if they haven't implemented it already, they have to implement a way, a strategy, of dealing with employees. One of the things that I've noticed or I've heard of so far is that the number of online meetings has increased compared to the number of physical meetings that used to be in the workplace prior COVID. It's almost surprising to me, but I understand why this is happening. One of the explanations could very well be that managers as probably you have experience so far, Kim, are still concerned whether their employees are working while they're at home. From my perspective as an employment law practitioner, as a barrister through the work that I do, I understand that managing people, it's necessary, is required, and it needs to be done through a difficult period that we're experiencing right now. However, it should not become a way of monitoring even more than it was in the past, the performance of your employees by attending meetings that some of them probably are not even necessary. There are many ways in which performance can be evaluated rather than just requiring employees to attend meetings sometimes without even getting any positive outcomes from those meetings. So that's one of the changes and not necessarily a good one is that the number of meetings has increased rather than productivity.
1: Yeah, well, I started to think about... What would I see if managers were monitoring deliverables instead of time? And it's obvious, you wouldn't see people stalking their employees on Link or Skype or all of those sort of online devices or mechanisms that show people if someone is literally online or not. You'd start to see people appreciate that you don't actually have to be online to be doing work, to be thinking about and producing work and doing it well. But the real difference, I think, is that we would be starting to see new kinds of planning systems in place, new kinds of agile task allocation management systems being adopted and even much more effective delegation. And I think that what I've noticed people doing in the response to the pandemic is people are still trying to solve what is essentially a soft skill problem with technical skills. And so that's where time management is a very technical kind of skill set that you can apply. But probably what's more important are the soft skills that would allow you to have a conversation with someone about what are they working on, what are their priorities, and helping them redirect their focus and attention if it's not going towards a deliverable that is important to the business or the business result that they're trying to achieve.
2: I really like the point that you made in relation to assessing time rather than what is delivered in the workplace. And I think this is one of the key issues in employment in general, without a doubt, whether it's during a pandemic or not. I think the mentality needs to change. And pandemic or not, it is a time in, given the technology that is available to us in employment, to be put to the right use and start trusting employees a bit more rather than, as you said, and I'll use the inverted comma stalking them, because in general, people want to do the right thing. They want to work. They don't want to have a, an easy way. The majority of them is at least what I'm, I'm noticing in my area of law. So let's see what future holds in terms of employment from now on. Mm. So do you think we should return to the old norm? Probably not, especially if the old norm was
1: based on some negative cultural and behavioural traits that didn't work then. Why would they work now is my question. I think that what we should do instead of focusing on returning to the old norm is creating new norms based on the lessons that we can learn from how we adapted to working remotely when we were forced to do so, and thinking about moving forward in a way that involves the best of working from home with the best of what we can offer each other while we're in the workplace together. Anka, you and I questioned whether a new managerial style would evolve rapidly post-lockdown. Do you think it
2: has? I don't think it has, unfortunately. It doesn't appear so. As you clearly pointed We both thought it was about to happen. We thought that that was the right time. This was absolutely the right time for a major change in workplace and workplace behaviours. Unfortunately, I think the three, four months that we've been experiencing so far hasn't been so successful. However, I am hoping that managers are going to continue taking notes or learning from the current environment and adopting and adapting to what is about to happen. And as you were saying a moment ago, I agree with you, the new norm should not return. We should consider how we're going to do business from now on and how we're going to deal with our employees in the new circumstances.
1: Yeah, how are we going to deal with employees in the new circumstances? We're focusing a lot on the business, the business environment, how we need to pivot our business environment, our services, and what we're offering in the new norm. Let's also think about how we need to change our own individual and collective managerial styles or leadership styles in this new norm. And it's kind of ironic because we've known for decades what are some really fundamental shifts that need to be made at a structural level that just have not occurred yet. And they're shifts around transitioning from a focus on technical skills to those so-called soft skills, which of course are much harder to learn and much harder to consistently practice than the technical skills. And we've known this for decades. So I'm very optimistic, as always, that we can use this global pandemic to somehow make that shift and make that transition at a structural level that we have been waiting for and wanting and advocating and researching and focusing on and talking about for the last few decades. What this means is bringing emotional intelligence to the
2: workplace. And I think your work and your area of uh, work Is very important from that perspective because that's exactly what you do at work. You teach managers how to work better in whatever circumstance they have. And I think one of the trainings that you are working on at the moment is in relation to emotional intelligence, isn't it?
1: Mm, Absolutely, it is. And on the flip side, you probably see the people who don't (laughs) get that sort of training. That's absolutely
2: correct, unfortunately. I have one last question for you, Kim. What are people missing yearning for in their workplace from your perspective?
1: Mm. I have, in fact, in the last five business days, I started to go back into different workplaces around Canberra that I'm, I'm supporting or partnering with. And in every workplace that I've visited, it's been the same thing. People have been yearning for empathy. And interestingly, people are naming it now. They're actually using that word, and I'm not sure whether it's because it's part of the vocabulary that I'm introducing to them in our leadership and our emotional intelligence skills training, or if it's just such a feature now that they're starting to name it of their own volition. And in some ways, it doesn't matter. And they tell me that they want empathy, and they feel like they're really struggling to develop that empathy and that rapport in an online environment. So I find that really curious because the same skills that you use in face-to-face in building empathy can actually be translated into the online environment. So to me, it says that going back to that earlier point that those soft skills is what people are actually looking for. It's what people are noticing has been missing, particularly in the most pronounced period of the COVID disruption that we've had so far in our office-like team
2: environments. Employees might have told you that also because they feel they need the empathy for themselves by the managers because it has been a rough time and usually what I can tell parents have been the one that struggled probably the most and now they're rediscovering empathy as a general concept in employment. Yeah. And what a great thing that's going to be for all of us. I totally agree.
0: Yeah. That was Dr. Kim Vella, credentialed executive coach and director of Kim Vella Coaching, and Anka Coston, Australian and internationally trained barrister with Blackburn Chambers. You can find out more at ankakoston.com.au and kimvela.com.au. This podcast was produced by Gen X Audio.